I'm Tracy. This is Charles. And welcome to our happy hour. Are we calling this a happy hour? I mean, happy hour that takes place at 10 a.m. <laughs> We're recording this at 10 in the morning right now, so it is not a happy hour in the traditional oh, sense of it, but. We can just call it a brunch, a very oh. short brunch. Okay, let's call it brunch. We're basically trying to title our any future episodes we release like fun post-high school reunion activity type things instead of just calling them all reunions. So, okay, let's call this a brunch. <laughs> yeah, fun in quotation marks, by the way. Oh, yeah, fun. <laughs> uh, Charles. Tracy. What's up? That was almost our sign-off just now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bye, guys. That was a five-minute brunch. Um, you know what? This is also a little bit nostalgic, right? Because who's been able to go out to brunch in just like a normal way and not worry about potentially getting ill and having your life completely shaken by a pandemic. I have not. Well, this is partially a lie. I have eaten in a restaurant fairly recently, but I have not had a normal meal in a restaurant in quite some time. What's considered quote unquote normal, right? It's funny because the last time we did our reunion episode or our last reunion episode or our first reunion episode, that was back in August, right? I want to say so. Yes. And I, I didn't listen if back to it before we recorded this. So I'm not quite sure if we said anything like, don't worry, by the end of the year, things will be great. I doubt we said that because we're a lot more cynical than I think people think we are. Yeah. But um, yeah, it is now November when you're listening to this. We're recording this at the end of October, but it is now November. And if you live in the US, I, I think we're all kind of feeling the stress and pain of many things. The election, this pandemic, just a lot of things. But you know what can help you deal with that pain, Tracy? What? <laughs> well, come November 1st, Dawson's Creek is coming back to Netflix. In the U.S. In the U.S., yeah. Very good on the segue, Charles. It's not only me who does terrible segues. Wait, that was a nice segue. <laughs> Thank you. Good job. You've uh, you've learned how to be a podcaster. Yeah. I call your segues pogo sticks sometimes. <laughs> pogo sticks. Um, yeah, so we're mainly coming back to record this. This is not going to be us trying to restart the podcast. We wanted to do a reintroduction of sorts to people who might be falling into the Dawson's Creek rabbit hole either for the first time or maybe revisiting the episode if you live in the U.S. and suddenly are diving into the show on Netflix. Um, it is still, I believe, going to be available on Hulu. It's not on Amazon Prime anymore. But I don't think it going on Netflix means it's not on Hulu. I could be wrong about that. I haven't seen any news about that. But it's not on Amazon Prime right now. If you're in the U.S., you can watch it on Hulu. Who knows how these contracts are structured, but Netflix is, I feel, the most widely available streaming service. So this is great for everybody. Yeah, and we wanted to do a little reintroduction to our podcast. We know we also have been getting a lot of first-time listeners throughout this year, especially during quarantine um, and a lot of people who are not based in the U.S., you know, we've mentioned before, we do have a website that tracks our international ratings and reviews. So if you leave a review and you're not in the U.S., we do see those. Um, and of course, if you send an email, hopefully I've responded to most emails that have come into the Dawson Speak Pod email account. But um, who knows? The time is a blur. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, we wanted to, uh, like I said, reintroduce ourselves to people who might be listening to us for the first time, people who just recently started listening, and say hello to all of you who are returning 
to join our merry little podcast. Welcome, everybody. Happy to have you here. Happy to have you in this community. Welcome. Yeah, so one of the things we're going to do, I mean, we're going to do, normally Charles and I do our, like, personal update spiel stuff at the top, but we're going to save that for a little bit later in the episode. What we want to do is start by talking about Dawson's Creek on Netflix, of course. This is not sponsored by Netflix, by the way. Uh, Unless Uh, Netflix wants it to be. Yes, Netflix, if you want to sponsor us, um, you know how to reach us, DawsonSpeakPod at gmail.com, DawsonSpeakPod on all the socials. Yeah, we are we are not sponsored by Netflix. Uh, we are both just fans of the fact that Dawson's Creek will be on Netflix. Uh, we want to talk about a couple of things, and the first one being obviously the major shtick of our podcast, which is that Charles was watching Dawson's Creek for the first time and was desperate to keep it spoiler-free, which is, as you all know challenging to do in the day and age of the internet and was a challenge for charles as well but i feel like successful for the most part like you were 98 percent successful yeah i think i only had one major spoiler um i think you had two things spoilered there was like the thing in season five we're gonna try to keep this podcast pretty spoiler free um in case you are listening for the first time but uh one was a major character thing that happens in season five and then the other one was something that happened in season four, which Charles, I'll tell you off of podcast. Or I could tell you right now and cut it out. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, this episode will be mostly spoiler free um, for all our new listeners out there. But the internet is a minefield of Dawson's Creek spoilers because the show has been out for quite some time now. And it's it's honestly kind of insane to try to get through it without spoilers. But it can be rewarding. So I'm going to give everyone a few tips. Tip number one. Maybe obvious, but apparently some people need to be reminded. Our podcast is full of spoilers for the episode that it's um, attributed to. So don't listen ahead in our podcast. And Tracy, you know why I have to give that advice, right? Yes, because our wonderful friend, we don't know who this person is, but who gave us a one-star review, um, is still, like, they haven't deleted it, which is fine, whatever. We, we made merch off of it, so... You can go check that out. If you go to DawsonSpeak.com, there's a link to our merch store. But um, yeah, we have that one-star review that's like, your pod is full of spoilers. We're like, well, duh, if you're listening in advance of actually watching the episode. Isn't that a given? Anyways. Yeah. So don't listen ahead of our podcast. I know it's a silly uh, silly suggestion, but don't do that. Um, otherwise, it is really difficult. Honestly, just stay off Twitter if you can. I, I recommend staying off Twitter for multiple reasons. Not just related to Dawson's Creek spoilers, um, but stay off Twitter if you can. If you can't, you can set up a mute list for Twitter. Um, the most effective way I've found it to be done is mute Dawson, Dawson's Creek, and then every single major character name. Very luckily, all the major character n- names are kind of out there, so you're not going to really get rid of anything else important. Did you mute like first and last names or just first names? Because I feel like muting something like Joey or Jen is kind of difficult. So when I was going through my first time, I only did Dawson's Creek, but you can easily mute Dawson without losing very much. You can mute Pacey without losing very much. Um, Joey and Jen and Jack are a little more difficult, but you can probably mute Andy. You can probably mute McPhee. You can probably mute last names. I would... Say that you can mute the ship names, but to mute the ship names, you have to look up the ship names. I feel like a lot of the ship names you and I made up on our own, though. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> if you mute Dawson, Pacey, 
Dawson's Creek. Um, I think you'll get most of it. Okay. Godspeed to everyone out there trying to avoid spoilers. They don't have uh, people looking out for them like people were looking out for us, which thank you, everyone. Oh, oh, and you can mute the uh, no spoilers for Charles hashtag. Oh, right. Because if you so for people who are listening for the first time, we created the no spoilers for Charles hashtag to uh, as a joke originally when we started. And then people started using it to like redact different things about plot points. But if you are a first time listener and you want to have the experience of like freaking out about certain things that happen um, in real time, feel free to tweet us or email us. I love hearing from people who are watching for the first time. One of my really good friends is watching it for the first time, I think, on Hulu. And she'll text me like as she's going through it. And I, I love her reactions because it just reminds me so much of watching it with Charles for the first time. <laughs> yeah. It's funny that No Spoilers for Charles started out as a joke and has found real utility. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I would say that Dawson's Creek of the soapy teen dramas is typically an easier one to avoid spoilers for because its fan base doesn't seem to be as active in posting spoiler content online the way that I think I've seen from like other shows, you know, like Gilmore Girls or Grey's Anatomy or things like that. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I've I don't regularly try to look for it these days but i just i just sort of feel like that fandom is smaller in a sense i don't know more polite maybe (laughs) more polite less toxic yeah who knows Um, yeah i mean listen if you're entering the dawson's creek fandom for the first time we've met lovely people so welcome (laughs) yeah everyone has almost everyone has been very very kind yeah Um, the other thing we wanted to talk about was when netflix announced this on twitter they had tweeted something about how like oh or, I mean, they, they did it maybe the rap did it when they tweeted about this happening and I saw some tweets about people being like oh the theme song isn't going to be the same or it's only the I don't want to wait theme song for season one and two and a lot of people are talking about music which if you've listened to the podcast and if you go back and start listening you'll know we talk a lot about the music and about our girl Paula Cole um, and who better to give the sort of recap of why the music is different in Dawson's Creek on streaming, our resident lawyer in training, Charles Lamb, go. This is going to um, substitute for my semi-normal Apollo Cole fact for this episode. Um, but the reason why much of the music will be different is because of the magical world of musical licensing. And I just did like this little hand flurry thing that no one can see, but musical licensing, just put some tildes around it in your head. Um I'm not going to go over it in too much detail because I know way more about it than is actually interesting. Um, and it's not like I've seen the contract, so I can't like speak directly on this point. But I think it suffices to say that when they first licensed the music for the TV show in the late 90s, they probably weren't thinking about all the video on demand business that would take place in the 2020s. So not only is the theme song going to be different as it almost always been for online streaming, uh, a lot of the in-episode music is very, very different. There's actually an entire industry um, that exists to fill those holes called the syncing, music syncing industry that I think is very interesting. That is interesting. And we're going to post a link to this on the show notes for this episode at DawsonSpeak.com. But there was a sort of a message board or there was a forum online that had a post that we were sort of using. It was like a master list of all of the songs that appear in Dawson's Creek the original versus the streaming. So if you are listening and you're like, I wonder if this is an original song. I think for the most part, season one and two have a lot of the same music. I 
I could be wrong about that, but I believe most, if not all, the music is the same. But definitely season three moving forward, they swapped out a lot of songs for some like very key pivotal scenes and moments. And so there's this uh, post that we'd be using as a reference guide that shows the song that they used in the streaming, like they replaced it with, and the original song. So you could listen to it and imagine what it could have sounded like. Yeah, for the most part, you shouldn't notice like too great of a difference, especially if this is your first time watching it through. But there are like maybe one or two episodes where removing the original music really kind of butchers the episode. Definitely. There's one in particular I'm thinking about. Uh, So we will get into, like, there will be a point in this podcast, which may be coming up very soon, where we're going to switch to talking about spoilers. Uh, So for those who are new, you know, hit a pause and come back to this. I'm assuming you're not going to spend three years watching it the way we did, but (laughs) whenever you're done. Another thing to mention, along with the music change between season two and three, is the showrunner change. I don't know if a lot of people know this as, like, if you're a casual watcher, you probably wouldn't look this up, because I don't think the tone shift is big enough to make you want to Google, like, WTF happened. But the showrunner and the creator of Dawson's Creek, Kevin Williamson, did season one and two, left in season three, or at the beginning of season three, right? So you had a new showrunner, and so much of season three, the beginning, might feel off to you. Like, like the character of Eve, for instance. And then the fact that Eve disappears. Um, and that's not too much of a spoiler, because I think that that's something that people need to know going in, is that if you really hate Eve... She does not stick around for the entire series, so you should feel comfortable watching forward. That's all I'm going to say. Things get, things improve. Yeah. I mean, so many people love season three. And I remember when we first started watching season three, Charles, you were like, oh, yeah. why do people love this season? This is so frustrating to watch. Well, obviously about te- 12, 14, 13 episodes into season three, they did change showrunners. Greg Berlanti, who is best known for owning the CW, basically, he does Riverdale, um, All-American, all those superhero shows. He did Love, Simon. Um, Dawson's Creek was really kind of his first major project. And you see so many wonderful storytelling elements that you might recognize from his other work. But Greg Berlanti took over. And I think really the back half of season three makes up for anything you might struggle through in the beginning of season three. So I always want to be very upfront with people about that because I actually know a lot of people who stopped watching once they hit the beginning of season three because they were like what is this show now and i really want people to stick through it because the end of season three and season four i think are really great yeah it'll reward you if you make it through yeah i'm really excited for people who maybe haven't seen the show before to discover it for the first time i will say it i had to tell my friend who's watching this for the first time and has been texting me that the first season can be really rough because i think a lot of it had to do with context right like we talked a lot about this, and I think a lot of people are aware shows in the 90s, there are some things that don't hold up, right? Some of the jokes, some of the um, characterizations, things like that. Like, there's definitely some rough spots in Dawson's Creek that I don't think should go uncriticized a little bit by people who might be watching in 2020 for the first time. But I, I think if you stick with it, Overall, I think the show is really worth it. And obviously I'm saying that because we spent three years of our lives doing a podcast dedicated to it. Yeah, I I think at the end of the series rankings that we did, season one probably ended up in the bottom half of both of our rankings. Yeah, it was pretty low. Um, but, you know, there's a reason they made as many seasons as they did and that the show is still as alive as it is. So, you know, stick through it. Um, the same advice can be applied to our podcast. Um, especially for you new listeners listening to this episode first. 
if you go from this episode to our very first ever episode, I'm sure the adjustment will be jarring, but it gets better. I have absolutely listened to parts of our first episode because I had to cut some of it for um, the our series finale episode that we did, our graduation one. And yeah, the audio quality is terrible because we were still trying to figure out what we were doing. I would say if you must absolutely like if if you want to listen but you're like I don't know if I want to listen to all 160 episodes or whatever how many episodes we've put out you can skip our season one (laughs) yeah started our season one study hall and move forward from there you won't miss out on anything you definitely won't miss anything from the very first study hall we did (laughs) (laughs) which had terrible audio quality I still wonder why we posted it oh yeah okay so are we ready to move into the spoiler territory? Are we ready to say goodbye to new listeners and have a bit of a spoiler chat? Yeah, let's let's do it. All right, uh, new listeners, we'll see you back here in however long it takes you to stream through the whole series, but hopefully you enjoy watching for the very first time, and hopefully you interact with us and tell us how you're liking it, or if you want to scream about things, or if you hate things. Like, we are all ears. DawsonSpeakPod at gmail.com. Yeah, have a fun ride. I'm going to insert some, like some transition here or maybe not <laughs> maybe i'll just insert this <laughs> yeah the transition can just be you saying we're gonna wow. insert a transition. Yeah. don't look oh, i've seen a naked guy before joe yeah but not john with the talent of a second grader trust me i'm doing your eyes a favor no. <laughs> wow it's good use of light and dark especially around the thigh i mean it's very dramatic shading's excellent really yeah blondes are strong uh everything seems to be in proportion. Uh, did a real nice job. Oh, God. Joey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I gotta go. Okay, so this is now spoiler territory, which I'm gonna also put in the description that starting at this time code, we start talking spoilers. Um, What's up, Dawson's Creek people? <laughs> Yo, nice to see everyone again. See oh, man. Can we mark. say that we also had to re-record or we had to cut out a lot from the last 15 minutes, 20 minutes of talking because we accidentally kept spoiling things. Um, so we're bad at hashtag no spoilers for Charles. For those of you who are return listeners, I, can't, I cannot believe it. But one of the first things we accidentally spoiled was Mitch dying. <laughs> Yeah, like, when we were talking about literally the things that we dove right into it. So the things that have been spoiled for trials, I'll tell you now, since we're in spoiler territory, is Mitch dying. That was the big one, which you all know that that happened, and it was um, it was awful. And the second one is Charles. Remember, you looked up Mr. Brooks, and you accidentally spoiled that he died. Yeah, I remember uh, spoiling that for myself too, because I I think I was trying to find like some on screen text that had been displayed. Yeah, yeah, because um. Dawson at one point looks him up and sees like a little biography and some of his films listed on like an early IMDb or whatever. And yeah, you spoiled it for yourself. <laughs> womp womp. Uh, as a reminder, there were five things that I didn't want spoiled for Charles throughout the entire series and only one of them got spoiled. So I think that's a pretty good track record. And it's a great success rate given how old the show was and the fact that like an Entertainment Weekly reunion happened while we were doing the podcast. Gosh, I know. Yeah, that one was... I think if we had gone through uh, watching the entire series without a reunion, it would have been a lot easier because obviously the reunion made the fandom kind of explode. But I also am grateful for that because so many people found our podcast that way. Yeah, it's a trade-off. Um, Charles, what's the first Dawson's Creek episode you plan to rewatch on Netflix? So I'm waiting for the right mood to strike me. But the number one episode I'm looking forward to rewatching is The Longest Day. Mm-mm. 
which is it should not be surprising because I think it's what I think I listed it as one of my favorite episodes, if not my favorite episode in our series rap. And since we've put some space between then and now, I think I've grown to like it even more. And it's not like it's a platonic ideal episode of Dawson's Creek, right? But like, it's so stylistically interesting. And I think it really rewards multiple rewatches. Like you pick up on all these small details. So it's just, it it gives you something to come back to. That's surprising every time. Yeah, I think even when we, or even when you watched it for the first time and we discussed it for the podcast, there were things we were bringing up to each other in that episode where you're like, oh my God, I didn't even realize that. Like as you watch each storyline unfold there's new things and new character reactions and lines that like you just understand more there's there's so much in that episode yeah and like the first time i watched it i'm pretty sure i made that timeline too do you remember i do we'll link that on the show notes in case people want to see it again that um timeline which i think mike was like this is the most insane thing i've ever seen but like amazing (laughs) (laughs) um but you know it's just a very rewarding episode to watch so i'm looking forward to that too i have a few like silly episodes too but i i can save that until after you give your serious answer if you want um i think one of my favorite episodes might have been what i list as my favorite and one that i absolutely love rewatching is season three the weekend of the country one just because like i've said this over and over that i feel like it's the big turning point for season three and really um it i guess it's kind of considered a bottle episode yeah in some ways yeah yeah yeah. i mean it basically it effectively is yeah i really love just the whole tone of that like it just feels like you've got the whole gang together and it's very heartwarming and um i think that one is a good one and then another quote-unquote serious one that i really enjoyed watching but not (sighs) another serious one that i enjoy a lot that has like a little more i guess emotional punch to it is the um spring break episode from season three the one where they go to aunt gwen's house and not because i like aunt gwen because we established we hate aunt gwen uh but i just love the the, i'm a shipper i love the facey joey moments in that episode specifically oh yeah it's good it's good and that one's also more of a prototypical dawson's creek episode right i think so like i think that when you when you talk about the you know soapy shipping that most people talk about when it comes to Dawson's Creek. Like those end of season three episodes are are prime writing. Yeah, yeah. That's the red meat of Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Um what silly episode are you thinking of? So for the casual rewatcher, I would recommend watching Detention again. Mm. Right? Like of the season one episodes, that's probably one of my favorites. You know, you you get a feeling out of all the characters and it's like lighthearted and fun. If you're in the mood to rewatch the breakfast club but you don't want to spend two hours doing it i think that's a fine replacement <laughs> i'd also rewatched double date another one of my favorite season one episodes mostly because like in hindsight it's great foreshadowing like they plant the seed for the poey and then it doesn't pay off for like a fairly long amount of time but it's it's a nice long game i haven't rewatched i think any season one episodes i can't remember the last time i rewatched a season one episode to be honest I, I feel like Detention and Double Date are the ones that are like most worth rewatching from season one. I would probably wouldn't rewatch any of the other ones from it. Oh, Double Date is a super fun one. Yeah. Mary Beth, who we never saw again. <laughs> oh, Mary Beth. And like, you know how much I love the fact that like it was basically a triple date in that episode. Oh, yeah. Like, or like it was a double date in that there was a double date, but it was also a double date in that there were like two storylines that were dates effectively. Yeah. And then I have... um. 
of course, season four, episode eight, Unusual Suspects. Yes, that's my that's my pick for sure. Oh yeah. It and like the the thing about Unusual Suspects is it's really fun and lighthearted, but it's also it's also stands alone very, very well. Right? You need you need very little context from the season to understand that episode. Yeah, I think the most context you would need is understanding the Dawson Pacey friendship and like what happened in the past to make it kind of break up the fact that it was so surprising that they paired up and at the end when they're like burying the evidence and they have a really like good heart to heart but yeah i think that that is a really good standalone episode to watch i actually rewatched that one maybe like a month or two ago uh, it's definitely a fun one yeah it's a great fun one and like it's good for times like these i feel it's like just good fun and then i have two guilt rewatches okay <laughs> What, one of them, I think, will make sense to you. One of them will very surprise you. The one that makes sense is season two, episode 11, Sex She Wrote. It's the episode where Abby Morgan goes on her little, like, Agatha Christie mystery tour of who had sex with who. You know, not one of my favorites from the series, but I think you get the most out of the Abby Morgan character in that episode. And, like, I love a good mystery, except for um, that episode of Eve. So, you know, I, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And then my surprising guilty rewatch. You want to guess what it is? <sighs> surprising guilty rewatch. Is it from season five? It is from season five. Is it the, wait, that Halloween episode where they're filming, that's from season six, right? Which Halloween episode that they were filming? Um, The the episode where Dawson, they played all those pranks on Dawson on the set, like Todd and I think that's season six. Yeah, that's season six. Um, Season five. Surprising one. It probably has an episode that is very heavy with like um, the professor, both professors you hated. Um, I don't know. What is it? No, that the, if the professors were in there, that'd be very surprising. You were so close to guessing it right. It's season five, episode nine, four scary stories. What? (laughs) Yeah. Why? <laughs> it's such a mess of an episode. But like I don't I, I honestly don't completely understand why, but it's one of the episodes that's stuck in my head. Because like, you hated it so much. I know, I know. <laughs> but like it's not a good episode. I'll be upfront about it. It's not a good episode. But I think it's a very fast watch and I really enjoy the Jack storyline in it. And I I really enjoy um what's that song? In it. The Marilyn Manson cover of Sweet Dreams. Is that what I'm thinking of? Yeah, the one at the very end. Yeah, the one at the very end that like, oh, this you think it's going to go somewhere really good and then the story just ends. I always think that's kind of like fun in a bad TV show kind of way. I'm sorry. I need to look up the ratings of what you rated that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gave it a seven. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah. I mean, that that's pretty average. For season five, we start, started out really strong for us. But you kept your ratings for season five actually pretty high. Well, I mean, ap- apparently I liked the trashy episodes from the season. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, th- I just think it also stands alone very well as an episode because, like, it doesn't affect anything. It really doesn't. <laughs> it just has no effect on the storytelling. It's basically like if someone took a Dawson's Creek fan fiction or (laughs) one of those books and made it into an episode and was like, I guess we'll just keep this one in here. That's basically what it is. Um, So I I liked that it's a dumb watch that doesn't affect anything. Uh, You you have one very good storyline in it. You have some nice music, which is like a hallmark of Dawson's Creek. And the rest of it is just like you can turn your brain off and whatever. 
Yeah, you could probably stop watching before like the very last scene, which I think annoyed us the most. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If if you could like just cut off that last scene and pretend, imagine something yourself, it probably becomes like an eight something episode. That's so funny. So yeah, those are my rewatch recommendations. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, you know, it's funny. Someone asked me recently, like, oh, what's what's what episodes are you do you constantly rewatch? But I think it's because we did this podcast for three years and we're rewatching these episodes pretty regularly and then discussing and analyzing them in depth. I'm kind of like, I feel like I've rewatched all these episodes like a million times. Yeah. I've watched like each, every single episode at least twice, if not more. And then of course discussing it, it's just a whole other journey. Yeah. For like longer than the episode was. Also, you know, another episode that I really like that I would recommend people rewatch. What? (laughs) (laughs) Were you expecting me just to keep talking? Yeah. Yes. Um, obviously another episode that I really like that I would want people to rewatch is, uh, season six, the stuck in the Kmart episode. Oh yeah. That's a, oh, rest in peace Kmart. Um. (laughs) That's what you got out of that episode. (laughs) (laughs) I, um, I just, maybe I just really like bottle episodes. I think that's it. Like a really themed episodes, not like stupidly Halloween themed episodes, but like the bottle episodes or themed episodes but yeah i mean the k-word episode it's the highlight of season six so yeah you do you do really like bottle episodes but like even discounting the boost it gets from being a bottle episode that is a very good episode rest in pieces pacey's goatee um <laughs> yes that's the episode where, where pacey lost his goatee finally yeah it's a great episode and like it's a little bit of wish for the moment too like who as a kid did want to sleep over in a kmart with their best friend come on now I think I just also really like those episodes where it feels like you're resetting a little bit. Because that definitely felt like a reset for that season of Dawson's Creek, which, like, the beginning of season six felt kind of lost. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to some hashtag Dawson's Creek taught me submissions. I can open up with something that I've realized that Dawson's Creek has taught me living through quarantine. Dawson's Creek has taught me that sometimes things get kind of shitty, but if you just push through them, it'll get better, right? It has to get better. Yes, and that's very uh, applicable for 2020. <laughs> yeah, I just made that up. <laughs> oh, good. Um, let's see. So I did tweet. This was mainly on Twitter. I did not put this on other social platforms. We put together this happy hour, or not happy hour, this brunch episode pretty quickly. Like how most brunches are put together. So I asked people what their hashtag Dawson's Creek taught me were, any new thoughts that they may have had. So we got we got a couple. We got a few. Gabriella sent us a message. She said, I just started a rewatch, and I got to say, hashtag Dawson's Creek taught me that adults and married people don't have their lives or relationships all figured out. It's so interesting to watch it from an adult perspective now, which is so true. Like, I think that's the thing about rewatching shows you might have loved growing up. You identify with different characters, and you start to see and understand motivations of characters you may have hated growing up. Like, you start to understand them now. Yeah, that's that's definitely something we... Uh, we identified with too. Josh, our pal over at Creek of the Week, tweeted hashtag Dawson's Creek Tommy that Andy was done dirty, which, yeah, we'll stick by it. Hashtag justice for Andy. <laughs> hashtag justice for Andy. I hope that with people who might not have watched Dawson's Creek since they were like a teen who are watching it now in like the binge mode, because I watched Dawson's Creek for the first time when it was first on Netflix back in 2014. But I hope the people who are maybe like, oh, 20 years later, I'm going to rewatch the show. They're going to start to realize because now when you watch it in a binge style rather than week to week, you start to see where the plot holes have really risen up. And you're like, wait, what happened to that character? I hope more people are asking because I still want to know what happened. 
Yeah, and I think the injustices that happen are much more apparent when you binge as opposed to when you watch week to week. Um, Anna tweeted, hashtag Dawson's Creek taught me. You may not realize your dreams on your initial timeline, but that doesn't mean they won't happen, possibly at an even better time. Very true. Joey finally went to Paris. <laughs> finally. Laura tweeted, Dawson's Creek taught me that you can work out years worth of suppressed feelings by getting locked in a Kmart overnight. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, no, that's, it, it did teach me that. I also think that's probably true. Because, like, if you're locked somewhere with someone, you, you ultimately have to hash it out, right? Ideally, yeah. I mean, you can't get away from each other. You got to you gotta sort out that people should just talk about their feelings. Although, if we had really gone with the theory of, like, everyone should just say how they're feeling and be up front, then we wouldn't have had a six-season show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, honestly, one of the things that Dawson's Creek taught us the most was, like, you just need to communicate with people. But if everyone just communicated with each other, we would have been done after season two. <laughs> True. Uh, Jessica said, hashtag Dawson's Creek taught me that calling someone your Dawson is codependent, not romantic. <laughs> Fair. Fair point. <laughs> um, Darren said, hashtag Dawson's Creek taught me always remember everything. Nice little oh. shout out to that anti-prom. The anti-prom is a fun episode to rewatch, but I, I cringe at the ending when Dawson is like screaming at Joey. I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's one that, like, with age, it gets slightly... Like, not with age as in, like, you haven't watched it in a while, but with age as in, like, as society has advanced since the 90s. Like, it doesn't age that way particularly well. Yeah. Uh, Tish and Kristen, both... uh, Their their Dawson's Creek taught me are basically that uh, trust your heart and always go to Paris. Don't let some boy stop you. (laughs) Yeah. You're the most important person in your life. Is what Dawson's Creek taught me. Yes. Yes. Be the be the star of your own movie or whatever that meme is that goes around on TikTok. Um, John <laughs> sends us a little gift that just says, it's Joey saying, sometimes wishes come true. So that's your Dawson's Creek taught me. Jay said, Dawson's Creek taught me to follow my passion and ambition and not and how not to have a relationship. <laughs> 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 yeah, there are a lot of things you can learn of like, don't do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of bad examples in Dawson's Creek. Yeah, like uh, season two, Dawson, don't read your girlfriend's diary and then oh try to gaslight her into thinking God. it's her fault. <laughs> oh. And then Kev tweeted, said, hashtag Dawson's Creek taught me about crossover fanfic because some genius combined Dawson's Creek and my so-called life on MSCL.com when season one of Dawson's Creek was airing. <laughs> oh, That's kind of fun. I mean, yeah, introduction to a fandom. I think so many of these shows at a time when the internet was becoming like a real tool for people to discuss and connect with people, like. Shows like Dawson's Creek really introduced you to the idea of, like, an online community. And that's so fun, too. Like, I love, or I appreciate fan fiction as an art form, and that's a great way to be introduced to fan fiction. Yeah, definitely. And then our our final tweet is uh, from the user Perks of Being Blasian. Uh, They said, Dawson's Creek taught me that you can give great insight advice to all the people in your life, but still make bad decisions in your own life. Jen might be the greatest example on TV. And I think that's actually something that's really insightful because... Yeah, like, there's always that whole feeling of, oh, it's easier said than done kind of uh, thoughts. But sometimes when you have a friend who is, like, really good at giving you advice and that you go to regularly to get advice from, when you see them making mistakes, it's so easy to be so judgmental and be like, that's so stupid. Why would they do that? Should they know better? But it is much easier to give advice. And some people can be really great at it, but still struggle in their own lives. Yeah, real good insight. And Jen really is the tragic, tragic, like, figure of all that. Oh, Jen. Jen oh, Lindley. Um, okay. I want to talk about some 
Dawson's Creek cast updates, which I don't have a ton, but then also some you and me updates. Okay. Let's do cast updates first. Okay. James Vanderbeek moved to Texas with his entire NBA squad of the family. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of it was they were saying that like this pandemic taught them that they need to slow down, all these different things. But yeah, they moved to Texas and I keep getting news alerts about it. I didn't consume very much of that content, but didn't he say that he wanted to be closer to like nature or something? Yeah. There's plenty of nature in California. <laughs> I think it's a really interesting choice. But, I mean, good for them. They they are out there living their lives. <laughs> I do love Texas, too. It's just the climate does not agree with me. Mm. I, have been, I have been to Texas quite a bit. I have family there. Just so people are aware that I have actually spent an appreciable amount of time in Texas. I've never been to Texas. Highly recommend it. So on my Google News... Or, you know, sometimes you'll open up um, on your mobile app on Chrome when you open it up. They give you suggested articles based off of your internet history, right? So I get a lot of Dawson's Creek updates this way. And as this has happened for the last three years, every time there's a Katie Holmes update, it's because of something she's wearing, (laughs) which still drives me crazy that that's all she's in the headlines for. Like like the other week, it was like war with like flip-flops or something out in New York. I don't know. It was something really insane. Um, but lately, they've been telling me that she has a new boyfriend and has been, and like some sites have been like flaunting her relationship all over New York. And I just want people to let Katie Holmes live. Also, who's flaunting anything all over New York right now? I know. Like, <laughs> it's not like they can go inside to have a date anywhere, right? Yeah, they're just like walking down the street holding hands or like public display, of, like one public display of affection, like waiting on a street corner and like, I don't know, paparazzi are relentless about her and that makes me sad. Like even if they're having brunch somewhere, they have to have brunch outside. That's the rules. Yeah. They're not flaunting it. What <sighs> what was that um what was that movie that Katie Holmes was in recently where oh, the poster was her standing on a dock? The Secret? Was it the yeah. Secret? Yeah. I uh I really enjoyed that poster and Katie Holmes' commitment to dock-based romance stories. And it's funny because so many people screenshotted and tweeted about it that like yeah, I I want to say that for the other press drunket type things that I saw her do, she did not have that background, but <laughs> Oh, guys, just leave Katie Holmes alone. <laughs> Aww, Katie. Oh, I, you know, um, this isn't like a new cast update, but I did watch the Michelle Williams movie, My Week with Marilyn, like a month ago or so, and she is quite good at it. Mm, nice. Yeah. Those are all the major cast updates I had. I, I will admit I did not do a lot of research into this part. Oh, no, didn't, um, didn't Joshua Jackson sign on to something recently? Oh, Yes. He replaced somebody, right? He replaced someone on some project or other. I don't know. Y'all go to IMDb and look this up. We we are out of practice. Maybe we'll do a full, like, in a future reunion episode. If we do one, we'll actually prepare for this part of it. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about um, something that I've been really excited to talk about since April. What? (laughs) Charles. Yes. On The Sims 4, <laughs> oh, you can make your own house, right? Like, that's one yes. of the great things about Sims 4. You're making a simulation of life. Correct. So in, I didn't get a chance to talk about this when we did, obviously, our series finale because we had so many other things to talk about. It was like a four and a half hour episode. And then when we did our reunion, I don't think I, – I could be wrong, but I am 95% sure we did not talk about this. I did tweet about it, though. I made the Leary house in Sims 4, and I uploaded it to the gallery. So – Here's the thing. It took me like four weeks to do. And a lot of it is because my computer is really old. So it's really slow and overheat. So I can't 
like spend that much time on it. But I was also at the time when I was making it still working full time. So, you know, uh, work took priority over making the literary house in Sims 4. But if you play the Sims 4, you can go to the gallery. My, my ID is my Twitter handle. So it is T-R-A-C-I-G-L-E-E. Tracy G. Lee is my full name. Um, you can search for my ID. And I think if you just search the hashtag Dawson's Creek, I'm pretty sure my house is pretty high up on the gallery. But that's not the only update I want to talk about. I want to talk about the fact that I made a second house. It is the exact copy of the first literary house I made, except that in June, Sims 4 introduced the Eco Living Expansion Pack. And because of that update, one of the things they introduced that has been asked for for so many years has been a ladder. And when I first made the literary house in April... Ladders did not exist, so I did not put a ladder outside or anything like that. Uh, I remade the house where I copied the house and made some modifications to it to add a ladder that not only is there for decoration, but actually works. Now, you know, when you actually zoom in and look at it, it looks a little bit like I had to mod it a little bit. There's a door at the top instead of a window now, and part of the roof is gone so that a sim can walk on it. So there are some things about that house that might not look exactly the same from the outside the way that the first house did but if you want to play with the Larry house you can go ahead and do that it is a two bedroom two and a half bath (laughs) house and it is yours now on the sims gallery the only uh expansion pack i used items from that are not part of the base game were from um the university expansion pack because dawson's room has some like university elements in it I'm very happy for you, Tracy. That Thank you. you I got um, your ladder. Yes, and actually, uh, in when I post this episode, I'm also going to tweet the update of the ladder to to Twitter, just so that people can see the updated screenshots. Because I did tweet about this back in April already, but um, I'm really proud of this house. It took me so long to figure out the interior because we see a lot of different rooms of the Larry house. It obviously changed over seasons, just because it's a set, it's not a real house. But there's some parts of the house you don't see. And I didn't include things like a nursery or anything for Lily because the way the house is shaped, the most important part to me was getting the outside right. And as we know, having been to Wilmington, the house from the outside is much smaller than what the inside on set looks like. So trying to fit everything in was challenging. Yeah, I, I've seen your house. And what I think is I, I'm most impressed by it not counting the ladder, is the outdoor patio, the yes. screened patio, which yes. is very important, to, in my opinion, to the look of the house. And the random stage they have in the backyard. Oh, it's the front yard, yeah. Well, the front yard for the show, but in real life, that's the back of the house, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that random stage that they have there, which you also have, which I appreciate. Yeah, it's like a um, it's like a detached porch in some way because they put like patio furniture and stuff there. I think the actual one has a sundial on it which um, I didn't download any custom content to do that. But if you do download the house, I want to hear from people who might find some of the Easter eggs I put inside of the house. So one of them I'll give away is in the kitchen, there are some blueprints on the counter area. And those are like the blueprints for um, Leary's Fresh Fish. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I put some other little Easter eggs like in the master bedroom area. And then of course in Dawson's room. Um, but yeah, I'm just really excited. I got that ladder to work. It took me really long. <laughs> That's so fun. It took me a long time mainly because I had the foundation on the house set a certain way that if you put a ladder, it stopped a stem from being able to climb it. And then of course, like I said, the roof, but, 
Um, yeah, I didn't make any Dawson's Creek themed Sims. So if you all want to make those Sims and play them in that house, please do and let me know. <laughs> that is so fun. That's my big update. Charles, what's been going on in your life? <laughs> <laughs> Well, so the same old boring law school stuff that I'm not going to go into detail with because very few people would have context for what I'm actually talking about. But for the surprising amount of lawyers that actually do listen to this podcast, the very surprising amount of lawyers that listen to this podcast, um, I want you all to know that law school is going well. I've accepted an offer at a Vault 20 firm for next summer, and I'm super excited about it. Yay. Claps for Charles. Yay. Someone asked recently in DMs if you and I still talk every day because you're in law school and super busy and I'm spending a lot of time building Sims houses. <laughs> I was about to say something mean, but the answer is yes. <laughs> what were you going to say? I was about to say, oh yeah, we definitely do. Tracy doesn't respect my time. Um, <laughs> it's true, I don't. Uh, but yeah, we, we still talk every day. Yeah, for the I'm most pretty part. sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure. There might have been like a day or two on like a weekend when you went to visit your parents. That's very rare that we don't uh, talk. Uh, we started, we have an Among Us group with um, a few of our friends. We do that together. And then we have like a regular Zoom dinner, which I'm pretty sure we talked about in the last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we but keep in touch. That's a nice um, segue slash pogo stick into talking about things we've been doing, reading, watching, etc. since we last updated in August. Any new recommendations, Charles? Let's see. I have I've bought a few books that I haven't read because I read so much in my day-to-day life. Um, there's a new season of Dimension 20, one of my D&D shows out that I highly recommend. I don't remember its name right now, but it's about pirates. But I, they're releasing one of their old seasons on YouTube now, so highly recommend watching that if you haven't. Um, they're one of my favorite D&D shows. They're produced so there's editing and it's amazing battlescapes great fun i i've been listening to more um carly ray jepsen nice what um, album uh emotion mostly oh, that's a great one yeah you know why i started why <laughs> so i uh you know mel magazine right yeah they they did an article about how many like straight white men listen to carly ray jepsen and I read it and I was like, I don't listen to Carly Rae Jepsen. And I fulfill some of these um, precursors. Maybe I should try. And then I did. <laughs> that's incredible. Good job. Well, I mean, that's a great way to get into new music. Look for what straight white men are listening to and be like, I should do that too. <laughs> I am 100% uh, kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm Charles. I'm glad you're listening to Carly Rae Jepsen. It was, a, it was a very interesting article. And I do enjoy Carly Rae Jepsen. I'm glad. I'm trying to remember when I did my West Wing watch. Was that after we recorded? It, that was after. Reunion? That was pretty recent. I, I think it was in September. Yeah. So I watched the West Wing for the first time. And a lot of people are surprised about this because I'm people consider me a political junkie. And of course, I worked in Washington and New York for a long time working in political journalism. And so a lot of people are surprised to find out that I've never watched the West Wing. I had never watched the West Wing. And my sister and I decided to embark on that journey together and not spoil anything. So if you follow me on Twitter, I did tweet a couple of times being like, can I listen to West Wing Weekly without being spoiled? Um, the answer was no, by the way, because even though they say that they try to keep it spoiler free, like they're not super careful about it. So I had to stop listening and um, until I finished watching the series. But West Wing is great. I'm very happy I finally watched it. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. Um, I, as a reverse, I don't recommend watching the new Mulan. I did not like it. 
which is disappointing for me because I was excited about it, but I did that not enjoy it. That is a shame. If we wanted to sort of typically turn this into a Mulan episode, we could go on for another hour, but I don't think we <laughs> yeah, should. We, I don't think we should either. If you want to watch Mulan, watch the animated Mulan. Yes, that one is. That's classic, still holds up. Um, it's a perfect movie. As Charles mentioned, we have been playing Among Us. It's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Although, Charles, for being a lawyer in training, you suck at defending yourself. <laughs> Listen, sometimes you have to weigh the things that have happened and just give up. It was um, the most recent game we played where um, someone sussed Charles out and you started talking because I, I recognize these ticks from just from doing the podcast where you started Ugh. saying something and like backtracking. And then like five seconds later, you were like, yeah, it was me. I give up. <laughs> It, like the, I barely remember this game, but there were only three people left, right? I don't remember how many people were left. But your imposter, um, we played with two imposters, a ten-person lobby, and I think your fellow imposter had accidentally got booted from the game. Was that the one where Michael got booted? I don't, I don't think it was. Okay. Um, it, it was okay. I, I remember the game. Um, I don't remember who was the fellow imposter, but it was the larger planet map or whatever it was. Oh yeah, the um polis. Yeah, and we had just killed two people, and he had attracted some suspicion, and then we killed one more person in the next round, and then he got voted out. Um, so it was me playing against six people. <laughs> and you, don't, um, you didn't know so, that map, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, it's feeling out the game. But Among Us is fun. Highly recommend you play it. Yeah, Among Us is fun. Um, I just got a Switch Lite, finally, because I like being years behind on their trend. And downloaded Animal Crossing, and it's been so fun, even though I'm way behind so many of my friends who've been playing for, like, seven months now. But um, I'm having a lot of fun. I named my island Capeside, so. <laughs> yeah, Tracy is stuck on an island with a bunch of bugs and a bunch of birds, which is, like, her least favorite things. But, you know, she's making do. Yeah, yeah. I don't like sand, and I don't like bugs, or I don't really like birds either, and that's all this island is. But, you know. In due time, it'll become a, a home for many villagers who hopefully won't hate me. Hopefully. Are those all the things that we have to update and talk to our friends about? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for people to consume Dawson's Creek. More Dawson's Creek, that is. Um, I'm excited that people are still finding our podcast and enjoying it. It's funny, I can always tell when people have gotten to certain points because they'll get really mad about certain things either we said or that we forgot to say or mistakes we would have made in recording. But hopefully people are sticking with it and um, not judging us too harshly for some of our past sins, some of Charles's past sins. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if Dawson's Creek taught me anything, I, I don't know. I'm sorry for when I was dumb. <laughs> Dawson's Creek taught us to learn how to um, apologize and ac accept our mistakes in the past and apologize for them. Yeah. How to actually apologize. How to actually, actually is a apologize. good lesson to take. Yeah, without Dawson's getting Creek. locked into Kmart. Yeah. Yeah. Consider this podcast a virtual Kmart. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the title of our next episode. Virtual Kmart. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. Um, okay. If you want to talk to us, DawsonSpeakPod at gmail.com. Twitter at DawsonSpeakPod. Uh, Facebook and Instagram at Dawson Speak Pod. I will say that I don't regularly check the Facebook DMs for Dawson Speak, um, mainly because a lot of the DMs we get are not actually for our podcast. But so if I have responded a couple months later, there was one that someone had asked me a Wilmington question or asked us a Wilmington question. Like I didn't get back to it a month later. But the best way to reach us still is by email. 
Um, and the comment section on our website, you know, we do post show notes for these reunion type episodes that we're doing. Uh, obviously, the interaction on it is a lot lower. I don't think there were any comments on our last one because we didn't actually promote DawsonSpeak.com on the last one. But we're still doing all the regular things we do when we post an episode. Um, and yeah, our, our backlog, like our whole catalog of episodes and our website and our merch store and everything, like that is all still up. I've had people ask when till how long these episodes will be available they're up for as long as people are still listening to them so don't worry about needing to rush through these episodes like they will all still be here yeah we're not taking them down anytime soon no and it really has been fun seeing like i mentioned that site that helps us track our international ratings and reviews it also tracks when we chart on chart in different countries and um you can tell when Dawson's creek starts airing i think it's indication in certain <laughs> countries because we get these massive spikes but lately we've been seeing a lot of listeners coming in from denmark from ireland um from russia so that's been fun hello <laughs> welcome um yeah so talk to us enjoy dawson's creek i hope everyone is doing as well as they can uh when you listen to this the election in the u.s should maybe be over who knows um you know we'll see but we wanted to make sure to pop up and say hello to all of you and and welcome some new folks into the fold as well uh there's still some active dawson's creek watch podcasts out there uh, if you want to listen to people who are watching new for the first time, I can't attest to whether or not they're spoiler free. I don't think that they are, um, except for the Dawson's Cries podcast, uh, which I know they've had some scheduling issues and they've been posting a little bit slower, but I believe they are still sticking with spoiler free as well. But there are still some active Dawson's Creek podcasts out there. Creek of the Week is doing Shit's Creek right now. So there's still a lot of content to consume. So hopefully uh, you're all finding the podcast that works for you. Yay. Okay, Charles. Yes, Tracy. Any last pogo sticks? Um, good to good to talk to everyone. I hope you're doing well. We're alive, so. As of recording this, we are alive. Yes. As as of now, we're we not coming alive. to you from the beyond. We're not ghosts. <laughs> All right. Well, um, this was a fun brunch. Maybe next time we'll do a happy hour. Maybe. Charles. Yes, Tracy. I'll talk to you in like five seconds when we stop recording. (laughs) You children, the way you carry on, always so dour and depressed about everything. Things can only get better from here.